Hey man, you there? Bring up the phone. Yo, what's good? How's it going, man? Hey, it's Will. Calm back. Hey, it's a good time. Welcome back to the Catch Up, a podcast for Fonder Hearts. I am Will R. And I am Noah Shore, and I am not in the same place as you. To, re- to reiterate our point, we are in separate places. The podcast exists because we are in separate places. We are in separate places. Yeah, so we used to have a skit on our podcast uh, that kind of hammered home. It was, a, it was an intro skit that hammered home the fact that Noah and I live really far from each other now. Um, and it occurred to me through talking to some newer listeners that people don't actually realize that. So the catch-up is about two long-distance best friends. Um, if you didn't know that, now you do. Yes. We are in two different places. I just, you know, we're in, yeah. I just want everyone to realize we are not. And this is not me setting up an elaborate joke that we're in the same room. We literally, two separate places. Yeah. Also, that wouldn't be an elaborate joke. That would just be a joke. That's a pretty low standard for uh, elaborate be pretty elaborate for me. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so, and that distance thing, that's why the tagline is a podcast for Fonder Hearts, because we are absent and Fonder Heart. Yeah, maybe, yeah, you, you get it. Right. So if what's up? Funny. What? <laughs> I said, so what's <laughs> up? Oh. Um, not much. How are you doing? Scared? I'm doing well. This was an interesting weekend. Um, so, yeah, I have some stuff to... We're going to talk about Trump, but then because... Trump is really sad. We're going to spend the second half of the first segment uh, revamping an old fan favorite. We're going to do mascot CEOs where we ponder um, how it would go if a company mascot became the CEO of that organization. Great. I'm going to need it. Right? Yeah. I'm going to need it. All right. I I thought that that's what we decided. But yeah, to start, I mean, this is what we were scared of, right? Like a lot of my feelings about Trump, like were really – like personal and personality based at first it was like oh he's such a dick and i'm sad that we have like a dick as a president but really we were gearing up for like the policy of all this like that's what this is about this is about policy at the end of the day and kind of this weekend i mean i didn't think it would be this bad this quickly did you no 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 definitely not i you know i thought series of checks and balances to keep him in check a little um this is like this is crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy. And he's using the same mechanisms that he, him and many Republicans criticize Obama for, right? Like the executive authority. There are certain things that executives can do unilaterally um, through executive orders and executive actions. Um, okay, so that was my question that I'm, I th- had a feeling you could answer. Why out of nowhere can – you know, Obama didn't sign this many executive orders. So Obama – has signed a lot of executive orders. I believe that he signed more than any other president in history. Okay. So the Constitution only really says that the president can do, like, a couple of things, um, and, and it's vague on some as well. So, like, the president has the authority and the responsibility to, like, faithfully execute the laws of Congress, and the president has the authority and responsibility to, uh, from time to time, address the State of the Union— um, the president has the explicit power of the pardon, but like, really there's only a couple things that the constitution says a president can do. And the Supreme court kind of, uh, rule there, there's this like expansionary era of, of the president's power around the time of FDR. Um, and the court has kind of broadened the power of the president since FDR, uh, till today, the Supreme court, this is like a pretty high level and, and full of polls analysis of all this but Mm -hmm. basically the president 
now the courts have said the president can do a lot of things on their own, um, including a lot that has to do with their function as the head of state and their function as um, uh, the commander in chief of the military. These are such sweeping things he's doing. Like These are like huge. Like I, I just I don't know. I thought that that wall thing was full of shit, and then all he can just sign a pen, like sign a document, and now it's gonna happen. I mean, kind of. the The wall thing is so for a weird group of listeners who might not know what's going on and is actually getting news from our podcast. Um, oh, <laughs> a couple things that happened this weekend were uh, the the big one that kind of prompted lots of protests around the country and the world at airports. Um, in other places was so this is a uh, uh, across the board refugee ban uh, for 120 days um, uh, a Syrian refugee ban indefinitely and then actually a citizen ban uh, for 90 days from Iran Iraq Libya Somalia Sudan Syria and Yemen um, and that third part is really what what folks went crazy over um, I believe appropriately. So this is permanent residents with green cards um, that wouldn't be allowed back in the country. So like, for example, my really good buddy's mom is a professor. She's the chair of psychology at Clark. And like, if she, she's been here for like 40 years. And if she were to go home to Belgium to visit family, she wouldn't be able to get back into the U S despite being like, she sounds super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But like, you know, a highly contributing member of American society. Um, right. You know, it kind of makes you wonder like, what's the, like, what's the cost benefit that Trump sees. Right. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's one thing to say these things to get elected, but like actually putting it into policy is, is pretty nuts. But I don't think Trump sees a cost benefit analysis. I think he sees power and that's all he sees. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what he's doing here. Yeah. I can't actually think he gives a shit about, the safety of our country well i think he i mean i don't think he doesn't care about the safety of our country i, I don't know i i can't really put myself in in his shoes um his tiny shoes uh, i have actually been moving away from the body shaming of trump i'm it's the only thing i have left yeah so the thing that got me to think about it a little bit differently is someone was like you know every time you like shame his tiny hands like someone who has hands that look like his you're also shaming them okay does that make sense it makes sense Uh, that's okay yeah i'm not dude this isn't like a deal breaker i'm not like pissed off at you i'm just no no no. i've been going uh, i've been moving away from like calling him fat and ugly and and stuff like that right it's about the policy it's about the shitty policy yeah it's just like a petty thing i can it is yeah and when i say moving away i mean like try not to but sometimes the the tiny hand stuff is just too funny yeah hanging fruit um also yeah so this wall the wall policy is like less well defined because it's kind of just a proposal right now but um so this is a estimates of like a 20 billion dollar wall spanning the whole border between mexico and the u.s paid for by a 20 percent tariff on imports from mexico um interesting Interesting kind of economic theory about where that tariff actually lands. Um, You know, obviously that will hurt Mexico, but it's also going to hurt some of the importers uh, on our side, especially our chief import from Mexico is uh, a lot of car parts. Um, And and it's just funny, like that's like 
the Detroit car plant. That's like the classic middle American workplace. <laughs> I was going to say all the talk about the auto industry and factories and shit like that. Yeah, I think that pushback from GM, you know, might might actually cause him to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's exactly what you said. It was all fine and well when it's campaign promises. And now it's like, yeah actually happening one interesting uh, slightly lesser known development over the weekend um or i guess it was friday so the national security council is like the chief advisory board well i guess there's the homeland security council too i'm not sure what the difference is between those in any case national security council is really important um and two big players on that are the chair of the joint chiefs of staff and the director of national intelligence Those two positions uh, on the National Security Council have kind of been demoted to like ad hoc positions, like when needed, they'll be called in. This is my understanding. And Stephen K. Bannon was appointed to full membership. Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck, man? Ridiculous. (laughs) That's insane. I mean, that's not having the codes to the nukes, but that's like a real that is a like real tangible way to influence national security policy in a bad way. Yeah. People are calling Trump Bannon's puppet now. Oh, that's so scary, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, some of this footage of, of folks in the airport was really, really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, uh, March got organized super quick here today. Like, there were tons of yeah. people marching in Battery Park. And there was just, like, also an impromptu... Yeah, I saw that on Snapchat. There was, like, crazy impromptu... Um, demonstrations at the airports too the the footage from jfk was awesome yeah i should be doing things instead of drinking and being sad about it <laughs> instead of recording this podcast i mean at least when i was like working for the public sector i could like kind of say that i was working in policy and like i was like changing the world in my own little way but i'm kind of not right now um so i think that i should probably be more involved in, in some of the grassroots stuff there you go everyone tweet at will get him in to trump's administration yeah (laughs) that'd be great i want trump to be your puppet yeah that would be pretty scary too though (laughs) he's close to me right now he's closer to me than he is to you well actually i have no idea he might be in new york i hope not i hope not too um i would love a way to transition if there's like a song you can think of that's like really happy, I'll put it in so we can get out of this and on to our fun segment. Okay, yeah, we do. We have to balance this really dark segment with the fun segment. Um, this is a at, at a fan request. We're going to revamp uh, mascot CEOs and do, uh, I guess, now a somewhat recurring segment, right? Yeah, definitely. Great. So what's the happiest song you can think of? I'll put like four seconds in and we're on to a new segment. The happiest song that I can think of is that Chance the Rapper and um, Gambino song. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, uh, favorite song? Yeah, favorite song. That's a really happy song. There's a lot of really happy Chance songs, though, too. You can kind of take your pick there. All right, we're going in. Through, we're putting it in and we're transitioning. Okay, so mascot CEOs. This is the thought experiment, <laughs> I guess, where we take uh, notable mascots and contemplate what would happen and how they would do if they were placed into the role of CEO at the company that they represent. That's right. Everyone loves this segment that we do, so we're doing it again. So shouts to Brianna, one of our biggest fans who I saw the other day, um, 
who requested that we do this again and then also gave me some really good ideas for um, for mascots. So we'll have those on and we'll give credit for for. Thanks, Brianna. Oh, credit where credit is due. Are you okay? Sorry, I'm kind of tired. Um, so who do you got? All right. Uh, I don't think we talked about him last time. Chester Cheeto. Oh, man. He's cool as hell. He is cool. Also, he's gone through a, a couple incarnations where he at one point was like an old man who was like telling people to do bad things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's. I've seen him on a surfboard. Yeah, that's kind of the one that I know. They're like surfboard and shades guy. Um, so yeah. I think... You know, in certain in certain cases, he would be really good. Like, I think that he would be great at like pitching to venture capitalists. Um, I would definitely not rule. He's a little bit of a uh, like a, a firecracker, fire starter, but um, I actually think that he would probably be pretty good. I I I mean, also it shows he's versatile. You know, he's willing to get his hands dirty, literally with Cheeto dust, and get in there. So. I'm all for him. Did we do Mickey Mouse? No, we did not. Yeah, that's a weird one to miss. I don't think Mickey Mouse would be particularly good. No, he's 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 too wide-eyed and like he's like goofy. Yeah, he's too innocent. He wouldn't be yeah. able to get in there. There's the Pringles guy whose name is Julius Pringles. Oh man, it's weird how Julius Pringles sounds like a really good name for that guy. <laughs> I know. Like it's kind of a noble cuz he's he's got a monocle, right? Uh no, you're thinking of Rich Uncle Pennybags, the Monopoly man. No, I'm. I definitely am thinking of the. I know exactly what the Pringles guy looks like. I just thought they had a monocle for some reason. He does look pretty noble, though, right? He's got like a mustache. Yeah, he has a fancy stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Nice. My problem is he's just a head. He doesn't have a body. He is just a head. Yeah, that would be bad. You you can't shake his hand when you walk in. That's kind of a. That's kind of a requisite skill for a CEO. It's like a good handshake. He would just have to, like, bite your hand or lick it. It wouldn't be very cool at all. <laughs> uh, did we do the Michelin Man? I don't know. I don't think so. That was one that, that Brianna, thank you, uh, suggested. He also seems kind of goofy, kind of same as, as Mickey Mouse. I I don't know. He's kind of just cuddly. I'd like to fall into him. Yeah. He'd be like a good office dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know how this one will work. Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, yo, yeah. Bree, Bree told me that one. Um, that's like the whole executive suite. That's like CFO, COO, and CEO. <laughs> would they have shared equity of the company? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've been working together for a long time. I think, I think, I think they'd be good. Uh, unlike the Chihuahua from Taco Bell. This is kind of a throwback. I don't think they use. I don't think they use the Chihuahua anymore. The Yokero Taco Bell guy. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that was his catchphrase. God, that slogan is so dumb. Live moth. Um, I don't. I don't know any dog that can like. If there's taco meat around, I don't know a single dog that's not just going to be like pretty much focused on the taco meat. Although, I mean, a focus on the product is important as well from the executive suite. That's true. <laughs> there's nobody that knows it better than him. So. Yeah, far far too often the uh, you know these bloated CEOs just get removed from their core their core product functions. Uh, I don't think this dog would would suffer from that. <laughs> so I don't know if we talked about it last time, but it turns out the Energizer buddy, I don't know if we talked about him. I also had this but one. But he has his rival, the Duracell rabbit is also a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I looked that it seems, up. Who, who bit off who? I don't know. Yeah, the Energizer bunny is on my list and one of the only ones on my list this time that I think is just like a flat out yes. Oh, for sure. He just keeps going and going. Yeah, he's just good to go. Right. Now, I don't know about this Duracell bunny. If he's a knockoff, then I'm not with it. But I think maybe if they, like, you know, joined forces, I'm sure that would be powerful. But the Duracell bunny can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. 
there's a bunny can fuck off. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it makes sense, right? That like a rabbit would be the like a battery mascot, like something like fast and yeah, I don't know. Um, what about in in, in other rabbit related news? Um, the Trix rabbit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really like the Trix rabbit because I think that. The Trix Rabbit is, like, willing to let go of stereotypes that, not stereotypes, but, like, cultural conventions that don't help the situation. Like, for example, like, a lot of tech companies, like, you don't have to wear suits anymore because they're like, why do we have suits? It's not helping us do our core our core business. Like, it's stupid, so don't wear suits anymore. And, like, the Energizer Bunny, or, sorry, the Trix Rabbit is like, yo, everyone should have tricks. Like, it doesn't have to just be for kids. I don't subscribe to this, like, bullshit way of doing things just because it's how we've always done things but he also he he thinks that for selfish reasons he wants that for himself like i i would venture to guess that if you said he can't have the tricks but everyone else can have the tricks he would still be upset that's i okay i hear you on that that's that's real i think he wants it which you know you got to be ruthless so maybe that would be good yeah i think okay i'll downgrade him a little bit for that um one that I think is actually illegal now, but Camel Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Camel Joe's. I kind of feel similarly about him um, as I do about, like, Chester the Cheeto guy. Just, like, cool, like, good at kind of the external facing stuff, raising venture capital. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think he'd be good, but I feel like they banned him for a good reason. So Yeah. <laughs> couldn't keep him away from kids <laughs> i'm out of one you're out okay i've got a couple more including a great typo uh planter <laughs> the planter's penis guy <laughs> <laughs> um the planter's, oh, planter's peanut guy is pretty noble he's cool um yeah he's got a monocle he, he does have a monocle and a top hat um also ronald mcdonald super iconic we missed that mm-hmm. uh so i think planters we think would be good ronald mcdonald is creepy i don't really like clowns um so i vote no on him i don't think he he would have a good business model to be honest he looks like i don't know he's creepy he's fucking creepy <laughs> yeah that's my only it's <laughs> my only rationale here um <laughs> final one is another serial one tony the tiger oh yeah i think he'd be good he'd be great <laughs> he's got a barrel chest he'd be great he'd be great oh man did i just say i did say he'd be great didn't i i did no but i think before you said that i said he'd be great but i didn't realize i was doing the pun i did it <laughs> it was me nice good job i said the joke sorry I'll, I'll correct the record to reflect that you said that joke thank you let the record show i said a joke all right so this round of ceos not as many good candidates as the last one no but join us next time where i'm sure I don't know how to end a segment. Um, make sure that you tweeted us your uh, mascots that you would like us to talk about. Noah, what's our Twitter handle? <laughs> Real catch up. I have never gotten one tweet, and I've requested tweets every episode. We got a couple tweets. <sighs> Whatever. Well, we don't really get tweets of the things that we request. We just get random tweets. Right. And I also guess social media outreach is a two-inch, uh, a two-way street. I don't do any of it. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've logged into our Twitter in months. Uh, this is a pretty long first segment at 23 minutes, so why don't we take a commercial break? <laughs> okay, great. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Dunkin's Donuts, their famous slogan, yes, I know what it sounds like.
So, Noah, have you been, by chance, uh, being a vegetarian for the past month? Oh, <laughs> interesting you ask. Yes. Oh, ha- have you? You have? That's yes. amazing. It's almost like I texted you earlier to plan something. Would you like to tell me about your experience with being a vegetarian and observations on not eating meat? <laughs> I would, and I'd also like to include you in this. Please do. Great. No, so yeah, what's going on? Why did you do this? Tell me Tell me about your experience. So I did this once last April, um, and I honestly, I just do it because I'm bored, and I'm bored of the things I, I make, so I try to challenge myself by not eating meat, and I don't, I don't eat that much crazy meat anyway, um, so I was like, all right, new year, I want to start eating healthy anyway, this would be a good kickstart into getting me to eat healthy. Now, I don't know if I'm eating any healthier, to be honest. I gotcha. I definitely know a lot of vegetarians who just, like, put cheese on everything. <laughs> right. And, and, right. And not to say that there aren't other reasons to be vegetarian. I, you know, there are, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean your diet's healthier. Right. And I think I've, I think I've learned – I think I've cooked some good meals this month. I've made some sweet potato quesadillas and nice. some uh, – some vegetarian fried rice and stuff and all this stuff so wait those sweet potatoes and cheese and a quesadilla yeah that sounds fucking great man it was really good yeah it was really good i put pepper in it as well it was very good um so on that front yeah i'm like making some great meals but on another front i'm like i don't know i i did this better now than i did it in april in april i just pretty much ate like a tomato and mozzarella sandwich almost every day <laughs> one <laughs> until i was one giant caprese sandwich nice um but i don't know you like food a lot would you ever consider not eating meat yeah um i don't think any single reason kind of does it enough for me um so like i don't care about health enough <laughs> and i don't care about the environmental benefits enough i mean i care about those things a lot right like and i eat pretty healthily at times and i ride my bike to work and stuff like i like the environment but i love food like you know that i love food more than anything you do like this morning i went to a coffee shop near me that has bao and i had braised pork bao and it was the best fucking thing that i've ever had damn like every time i have that i will be happy and every time i don't have that i'll be not happy so it's like very hard for me to choose actively to be not happy Mm -hmm. i honestly was setting you i thought that i was going to be like you like food will tell me all the reasons i shouldn't be doing this no i think there are great reasons to do it i mean meat is pretty bad for the like how we do cows right now is really bad for the environment um how we treat cows is really fucked up (laughs) (laughs) there's all sorts of reasons to do it i just don't so i haven't missed meat that much and i was considering doing it again in february but also like there's been a couple times where i'll be out at a restaurant and i'll see something on the menu that's like oh that's so good i'm gonna order it and then i had to remind myself that i'm eating (laughs) not eating meat yeah Uh, what i'll say is that i try i i limit my red meat intake by just not really cooking red meat ever Right, Um, right and i cook like all my meals for the most part so it's mostly poultry that I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question to you is, can you just help me eat better? Of course. How can I help? Uh, just make me a nutrition plan. So better, like healthier, more variety. Sure. And whatever you want. Sure. <laughs> Great. I mean, I'm not going to fucking like make you a slide deck and send it over, but we can have like a conversation about it. Okay. I was kind of hoping for a slide deck, but okay. No. <laughs> 
No, we could do some spreadsheets though. Oh, okay, that's fine too. Um, also, I will totally recommend, uh, and I think you actually know this already, but the Sporkful, the Dan Pashman podcast from WNYC. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is great. Um, I'm hoping now he'll call us out on his podcast for calling him out. He like drops his email address in there. He's just like, oh, he's always like, email me. Yeah. Uh, you met him, right? I did meet him. I interned at WQXR, which is owned by WNYC. And uh, he, him and his producer let, taught like a little segment to interns, and I met him. Very nice guy. Sorry, that went a little bit off track. Yeah, sure. I'll help you. I'll help you eat better. I I eat. Uh, I know that this isn't right, but I'm kind of like a binge purge is definitely too too dramatic of a way to say it. But like, I eat pretty well all week, and then kind of just ball out on the weekends. Hmm. Um. Which, you know, I mean, that means that five out of seven days I'm eating pretty well, which is not bad. But it also means that I just, like, destroy my life on weekends. <laughs> I think that this month I have felt better after meals. So that's a win in my column. That's good. Yeah, um, that's great. I have definitely, in the past, like, couple months had been eating a lot of shit food and just been feeling crappy. Um, I just burped as I said that into the microphone. So I don't know how that relates. I just think about food. I start burping. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's been good. And now I wonder if I should do it in February. I don't want to become a vegetarian, like in general, I want to eat meat, but I am enjoying doing this. And my fear is if I keep doing this into next month, I'm just going to become a vegetarian. (laughs) And so what's the fear with being a vegetarian? I just, I miss, I, I will, I would miss meat too much. But what I you're I don't confusing know. me, man. It's like it's like you want it, you don't want it. I don't I don't really get it. I just contradicted the shit out of myself. Well, it's I think you feel both ways, which is cool it, and fine. It's just like I like meat and I would enjoy eating meat. At the same time, I want I don't think it's hard to not eat meat. <laughs> and I think if you're like kind of indifferent and wouldn't miss it that much, I feel like you should just be a vegetarian. I think I'm gonna tr- do it again in February, and I think by saying it on the podcast, I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. Yeah, or, like, you don't even have to call yourself a vegetarian. Like, I think it would be cool if you ate meat, like, twice a year or something. Yeah, but wouldn't that, f- like, mess up my bowels? <laughs> Dude, I don't actually know. This one time, when I was in Montana, this girl had been a vegetarian for seven years, and she asked me to make her a sandwich, and I was like, obviously, yes, to break her vegetarianism, and I made her this really good ham sandwich. She was fine. Okay. I just get worried for those people who, like, haven't, are like lifelong vegetarians and then have a piece of bacon and like you don't see them for like four days because they're <laughs> <laughs> sure, tripping out like they're on acid the endorphin rush is just <laughs> insane um all right yeah keep us posted this is interesting okay and i you know i think that by declaring i want you to help me on the podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna hold myself to it so Cool. Maybe next week we can talk about your nutrition plan. Yeah, sure. Uh, Do you mind ordering me a burger? I would love to. Support for the ketchup does not come from the ACLU, but we want to shout them out today because they're doing awesome work. You should go to their website and try to support them if you can. So, Noah, one thing that I have noticed about you and have admired about you for some time is that I think you have a really good, um, you you have a strong appreciation for lyrics, especially in hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, and also a really good memory of them. Yes. Uh, So 
a really good memory of them. That's a weird way to say that. You're really good at remembering lyrics to things. And I feel like I can pretty frequently just like hit you up and I'll be like, Hey, what's that song with this lyric? And you'll remember it. Or like, what's this lyric? And you'll, and you can recite it back. Um, I think that's fair. And I also, I don't think I'm as good at remembering them, but I, I really pay attention to lyrics and I like them a lot in like all music. Um, we're both pretty big Kanye fans. And so that's why yesterday I didn't really tell you about this, this activity yet, but, uh, I asked you to come up with, uh, nine iconic Kanye lines and I've got nine iconic Kanye lines here as well. Um, and I want to see if we can finish them. Oh. So like if I give you the first half, you'll you see if you can finish it. And if you give me the first half, I'll see if I can finish it. Okay. Um, so we'll see who gets more of each other's and I don't know what we'll play for like a beer. Sure. Great. All right. Sound good. So just mark next to it. If I got it right or wrong when you do it. Um, but I figure we'll, we'll trade off. All right. All right, so you want me to go first for you? Yes, please. All right. I drink a boost for breakfast and insure for dessert. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. I don't... I. Somebody order pancakes. I just sip the scissor. I knew it had scissor in there. I didn't know where how I got to scissor. Yeah, so you'll notice... So this is from, like, his, his breakout hit through the wire. Um, mine are in chronological order just because I went through the discography in chronological order. So are mine. Cool. All right, so go ahead. Okay. Back to school, and I hate it there. I hate it there. Um... Oh, back to school, and I hate it there. I hate it there. Like, everything I want, man, I made it there, something like that. Uh, very close. What was it? Everything I want, I have to wait a year. Oh, I have to wait a year. I have to wait a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn. Um, okay. I say, fuck the police. That's how I treat them. We buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. Yeah, nice. nice. All right. <laughs> uh, it take too much to touch her. Uh, I don't care what none of y'all say. I still love her. I mean, yes, but you skipped the line, but I'll give it to you. Oh, what was it? Uh, from what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. Oh, yeah. But I'll, I'll give that. Actually, I, yeah, and I'll say I'll give you that, too. If you get the same, uh, you know, the same rhyme, like, in the same stanza, then then we'll give it to you. Okay. Um, They'd be asking us questions, harass and arrest us. Uh, saying we pieces of shit? Yeah, saying, well, or, uh, saying we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah. Y'all eat pieces of shit? Yeah. I'm going to go no because you didn't get the rhyme. Is that okay? Is that a fair rule? Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, Forrest Gump, Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. Uh, father said, go to school, get your doctorate. Yeah, Mama said, but yes. Oh, Mama said? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You got it. Um, This one's a little bit of a deeper cut. I just really like this song. I don't know if, if you'll get it. Um, He got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. Oh, next week he's... Uh, this week he's... Cleaning dishes next week it's the fries or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> right. Um Okay. Heard they do anything for a Klondike. Oh come on. You can't make me say that. <laughs> I'll do anything for a blonde uh gender uh, se- sexual identity slur. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> I was just trying to see if you'd say it. Yeah, nice. Fifty told me go ahead switch the style up. Oh, it's from We Major, right? Uh, I kind of forget. 50 told me, go ahead, switch the style up. Oh, wait. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I don't know it. And if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile right. up. Uh, class started two hours ago. Oh, am I late? That's like the end of a stanza, isn't it? No. Well, I yeah, it, there's not a... The next line doesn't rhyme, but... Okay. Class started two hours ago. Oh, uh, 
already graduated, but you could live through anything if magic made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this one. Two words, Shy Town raised me crazy, so I live by two words. Fuck you, pay me. And it's not two words. That's the best <laughs> part of that. <laughs> All right, this one is a little weirder, but how could you be so cold as the winter wind when it breathes, yo? How could you be so cold as the winter wind when it breathes, yo? Uh, I know. I mean, it's from Heartless, but I don't know the. Uh, I don't know the lyric. What is it? Just remember that you're talking to me, though. Oh yeah, 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 totally. I kind of skipped. I don't think I have one for 808s and Heartbreaks. I kind of like. Yeah, that's a hard one to do, especially when you said rhy- like rhyming and stuff. It's like I don't know. And actually, uh, the life of Pablo was a hard one to get a lyric from too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One time, someone told me that 808s and Heartbreaks was the best Kanye West album, and I like literally murdered them. <laughs> I changed my identity. I murdered them and changed my identity. Wow. Um, I'm living in the future, so the present is my past. My presence is a present. Kiss my ass. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, you might not want to say this one either, but uh, have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? I'm not saying that, but I know it. Say, I, it ends with sarcophagus. It, it, it ends it. with sar- sarcophagus. Yeah. Sure. I could bleep it. Ah, put the in the sarcophagus. I'm not going to bleep. No, I will. I will. (laughs) Uh, In a French-ass restaurant. (laughs) I fucking wrote that one, too. Nice. (laughs) Hurry up with my damn croissants. All right. Well, that one, we can just delete, then. Yeah, sure. It'll be whoever gets the most out of eight. How's Ye doing? I'm surviving. I was drinking earlier. Now I'm driving. Yeah. Uh, So this is my Life of Pablo one. This one was hard. And this this is the last one for both of us, right? Yes. Okay. Um... Life of Pablo was really hard to get a lyric from that's not uh, totally vulgar also. Um, I wake up, all veggies, no eggs. Oh, all breasts, no legs or something? Um, all chest, all chest, no legs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, all chest, no gym? legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is from Life of Pablo too. And actually, uh, never mind. Um, you tried to play nice. Everybody just took advantage. <laughs> You, I left my. Uh, you left your fridge open. Somebody just took a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so you have. Um, I didn't give you back to school, and I hate it there because you didn't say wait a year. So you have. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get that one. You have six out of nine. Uh, well, out of eight. Out of eight. Sorry. You have five out of eight. So you owe me a beer. Oh, uh, you bested me. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> you get a beer. We can do this every week with a different rapper. This is great. This is a great recurring segment. Um, all right. So just as a final one, uh, you know, Black Tim's all on your couch again. <laughs> I can't say that. All right. I'm going to head out. I just need a break from listening to you. Yeah, this has been a pretty long recording session. We're going on 45 minutes now. Yeah, that's... And and considering we only edit very minimally, uh, that's a, basically a 40-minute podcast. Buckle your seatbelts, folks. Buckle your seatbelts, folks. Buckle your seatbelts. I'm really tired, too. It's Sunday night. Great. Well, I'm going to head on out, then. Uh, I'm going to adjust the levels on our theme and send it to you right after this. Do not care. <laughs> Alright, see you, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. bye. The catch-up is Will R. and Noah Shore, with executive production by Noah Shore. Our intro music is by Headlong Snipers, and our outro music is by Skirt. Thanks to our sponsor, the paperclip from Microsoft Office.